Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Welcome to a Joy podcast from LGBTQIA plus community radio station Joy 94.9. For more information and tons of other podcasts, head to joy.org.au. Joe, we've got uh, Josh Pitterman who is joining us. Uh, Hi, Josh. How are you? Hi, Neil. Hi, David. Hi, Eve. Hello. Hello. Congratulations, uh, Josh. Uh, Tell tell the world what has just happened for you. Oh, I hate telling the world that way. You can you can share the news. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. Um, Josh is just about ready to jump on a plane this week to head off to London uh, f- to star in Les Mis. Josh, how wonderful for you! I'm so thrilled for you. Thanks so much, David. You've been so part of. Uh my journey over many, many years and been so wonderful and supportive all the way along. So thank you. Oh, well, our pleasure because you've been very supportive of Joy over the years, um, doing a lot of uh, fundraising events for us. So we thank you. Um, and um, and the, the wonderful story, though, Josh, is that you went a couple of years ago off to London to start in Phantom of the Opera. Um, you're like, here you are in London on you know, the stage where it was made famous. And... Um, COVID hit and after only a few months you had to turn around and come home because they closed down the production yeah I mean there was a a deep sense of loss and sadness when that happened I was um, probably greater so that I was riding so high after a couple of hundred performances of such an iconic role like the Phantom and and as you said to play it in the theatre where you know where it was originated with Michael Crawford and Sarah Brightman and how Prince and um, everything that sort of came with that original production. So yeah, it was it was sad. And then after staying in London for about nine months with COVID, it was time to to come home. And then subsequently, um, was cast in the the Australian production for the Opera House and, and Melbourne, and that got delayed by a year or so. And <laughs> we closed. But I've had the best time doing that. We just closed Melbourne wow. after seven months of Sydney and Melbourne last uh, yesterday afternoon. And it was um, such a raw, beautiful, emotional uh, final performance and, um, you know, wonderful standing ovation. I must say the Melbourne audiences have been, uh, were extraordinary um, for for the the four-month season. So, um, but now a new adventure. So I'm very excited to be getting back to London and back to the West End. And Jean Valjean is a role that, uh, you know, I've dreamt of playing since as long as I can remember. And another big beast of a challenge to undertake. Right. Uh, Josh, how how exciting for you, though? You know, like, you're now really top of the tree with within musical theatre uh, around the world now. Um, you know, like, I know you're going to be very humble and say, oh, no, no, no. But you are. You know, these two iconic roles, and they're yours now. Yeah, thank you, David. I, I, I must admit, you know, I... I you're going to play it humble. It's not that I'm playing it humble. It's that I, I, I invest so much in in my craft and in in the characters and the depth and the journey of these um, incredible men that I get to to play. Complex, flawed, 
but wonderful men. And and the 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 amazing scores that I get to to sing. So um, while from the outside, I guess you can sort of see as, as a you know climbing a, a ladder of, of success and whatever. My deep focus is is in the work and in and in the craft and in getting into the depths of, of these characters so that I can transport the people watching into into the world of, of these characters. And Josh, what is your process for that? How do you get to know the characters and make them your own? Well, the wonderful thing about um, Les Mis is that Victor Hugo novel is the most you know rich and mm, um, deep yeah. source material that anyone could ever want, of, you know, as, as an actor. It's you know, 1,500 pages of just, you know, just such vivid imagery and, and language. Um, you know, I'm probably about halfway through at the moment, but, uh, you know, the famous part um, that, that a lot of people know from Les Mis is the song, Who Am I?, where, uh, you know, Jean Valjean is dealing with the dichotomy of whether to hand himself in because uh, someone else is, is going to go to, to jail in, in, his, in his name or to remain as, as uh, Monsieur Le Maire, who's looking after this, incredible town and is employing lots of people and in 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 the musical we get a song who am i where you know he decides finally it's two four six oh one and he's <laughs> you know he's gonna uh, you know uh hand himself in in the book it goes for about 50 pages of, of this dichotomy and it's almost like the images are of him walking up and down the hallway so much so that that he's he's his feet and his imprint is like ripping up the hallways. Wow. You know, it's, it's so, so you get so much more depth to who this man is. So, so that's where I go to. I go to the source material and then I go to Claude Michel and Alan Bublow's incredible score um, because the rest of, of it can be found in, in, in the music. Mm. It is quite incredible that so much like emotion and thought of a character and, and something that someone has written can be distilled so with such nuance into a song. And a lot of that is credit to the performer as well. Do you find that it's a bit of an emotional roller coaster performing shows like this each night? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, the, the, the Phantom was, is, is a beast in, in, in himself and goes on such an emotional journey that, you know, by the end, that, that final layer scene, it's, it just rips your heart out of the performer and, subsequently rips the heart out of many people who get to watch it um and uh but if i don't go there the audience don't go there yeah um it's my responsibility as the actor to really embody all of that and that comes with the cost that the cost is that you know it's really draining and emotionally and neurally and adrenally fatiguing vocally Mm -hmm. fatiguing yeah um but but that that's the sacrifice and that's the responsibility and i never shy away from that because um because I love it so much, and it's also, in its way, incredibly cathartic. Yeah. That's um, that's quite interesting what you said about it also being adrenally fatiguing, because it makes sense that, I mean, every night you'd have all this adrenaline, but you'd also be having all, like, these internal hormonal physiological reactions <laughs> to going through these emotions as well. Yeah. What? I mean, the body doesn't the body doesn't separate from whether yeah. um, I'm in acting mode or I'm in actual just Josh mode and experiencing all this stuff. It's still experiencing it you know, a rush of cortisol yeah. through yeah. the system and all, all those things. So I have to do a lot to, you know, balance that, that, that out. And I have a series of things, whether it's massage or chiro or acupuncture or cold therapy or yoga or all the things that, mm. and the way I eat, how much I sleep to, to, to make sure that I'm balancing that out. So there's an athletic component, I guess. To there would have to be, yeah. Yeah, yeah just, just in order to, 
to keep um, you know to keep on my, top my of mind. it. Yeah. What about sleep though, Josh? You know, like, uh, do you take a long time to wind down when you you know you would leave the theatre? You would obviously have to um, a fair bit of time in the theatre, uh, you know, like changing and showering and whatever. But what about when you get home? Can is it t- does it take you a while to wind down? Um, not necessarily. I sort oh, of start okay. that process from when I like leave the stage. I start vocally warming down. I have a cold shower afterwards because you know much more science has come out over the last five years about the benefits of cold therapy in terms of the adrenal system and vagus nerve. I can go into all that boring stuff, but basically, it's really good for <laughs> for, for calming the, the system. And so, and then in the car on the way home, I'm continuing the warm down. My eyes are obviously still open. I'm focused on the road. Um, and <laughs> And then that, it just all continues. I, I go through a sort of a, a set of um, a, a sort of rituals or regime to that's you know steaming the voice. I get a, a wheat pack and put that in the microwave. Oh. All these sort of boring <laughs> things. I watch a bit of sort of silly TV or read my book. And I'm asleep by midnight normally. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, which a lot of performers I know really struggle with that. I did earlier on in my career, but I was just like, you know what? I'm an early riser. I don't like to sleep in. So if I'm going to be up by you know, 7.30 or 8 o'clock, I need to be in bed by 11.30. Yeah. Just, mm. yeah now, I'm just not going to sleep enough. Now, tell us, how long ago did you find out you had the role and you've probably had to sit on it for so long? A long time. The start of November. <laughs> oh, wow. So I've known, yeah, yeah wow. I've known for, what is that, four, four months? Yeah. Um, am I doing correct calculations? There? Three. 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 Um, yeah. Uh, and, um, yeah, so I've <laughs> it's been in the back pocket for a while, but the wonderful thing about that is, is that throughout the Phantom season, especially the last probably month, I've got to you know spend time learning the material and familiarising myself because I know that I've got you know six days off here in Melbourne, about the same in London when I land, and then I'm into a, a really quite a condensed three to three and a half week rehearsal process before I um, before my opening night. So it, it's given me an opportunity to sort of get ahead and and um, and as I said, read the book and learn the score as, as best as possible so I'm sort of off book for, for day one and right. um, and can get right into it. Right. And uh, wh- what about where, where are you going to live when you get to London? Is it a similar <laughs> place to where you were last time or are you going to well, try some another area? I'm, I'm very grateful that the team at, um, at CML, at Cameron McIntosh Limited, have um, put me up in a, an apartment in central London. So oh, excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> You're the star. Like super bougie. <laughs> and um, it's, it's really, really lovely. And it just makes means I can walk to work. And um, so that's a real sort of bonus and a, and a gift. So I'm, I'm, I'm really, yeah, they've been so wonderful. Um, so, yeah, I'm really grateful for that. I, I can't wait to step foot in it. And so mm. when is the show being mounted? Well, the show is, has not, other than COVID and, and the fact that this production that I'm doing now um, is different to the original production. I think it changed in about 20th anniversary of the production. So about 2010, a new production. Well, that with, came um, to Australia with, too, didn't it, that, that production? With, yeah, with Simon Gleeson yeah. and Hayden T, who were extraordinary. Um, so that's the production I'm doing. But So other than COVID, Lame Is hasn't stopped on the West End since 1985. So I'm I'm just one of many men to um, you know to get to play um, Jean Valjean, and I'm one of five new cast members joining who are all lead roles. So I think rehearsals actually start tomorrow for some of them, and we're sort of this staggered rehearsal process to 
um, get individuals up to speed for March 27th. Right. Well, look, have the best time, uh, which I know you will. Enjoy this wonderful experience. Um, you know, like, you. Uh, Sorry, before you head off, Josh, just one quick question. Oh. I, no, no, I just have to, ask, yeah. I have to ask you. You met you. I think I've heard you say that this is obviously a, a bit of a dream role. You've you've done Phantom. You're doing Les Mis. What what is next? Do you oh. have a, Do you have anything else that you know? I I, I don't want, I don't want to you know spook you or anything else. But you know, is there another sort of no. dream role or or, any, or or what's next for you after after Les Mis? Well, I think a dream would be an ex- excuse my dad jokes um, to bring him home to bring oh. Les Mis back to Australia. Okay. That would be a real a real dream. Mm. Um, also, what a song! Can't wait to get to sing that one every night. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, I think uh, look. What I'd really love to do, and if there are writers out there, um, young writers out there who, who are interested in writing musical theatre or who do write musical theatre, I would love to be a part of, you know, the embryos of a new work wow. and, and be a part of that workshop process and be a part of a, you know, roundtable first read of a script and, and sort of, and, and hopefully see something through to, to, you know, to a main stage, whether that's a main stage here in Australia or internationally. Um, I just think there's, There'd be something so fulfilling about that yeah. that lengthy experience. Yeah. So m- maybe yeah. that. Well, have, just have the best time, Josh. And thank you so much for speaking to us as you're po- probably oh. packing up your home <laughs> right now. <laughs> I literally am. I literally, I literally, this bad boy's going on Airbnb and I need to clean out the cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> well, Josh, uh, all the very best and can't wait to uh, start reading the reviews on how wonderful you're going to be in the show. Oh, you're too kind. Thanks, David. Thanks, Neil. Thanks, Eve. Thanks for having me, guys. Our pleasure. Thank you so much, uh, Josh. We've been talking to Josh Peterman here on Joy 94.9. And, in fact, we're going to play Josh uh, singing Unchained Melody here on Joy 94.9, Sunday Arts Magazine. My 
Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community radio station, Joy 94.9. For more podcasts or to support Joy by becoming a member, donating or subscribing, head to joy.org.au. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy.